Hi, this is Kate this time. I'm making a podcast on my own while Danny does something else. I'm starting in chapter 13 of Revelation by reading from verse 14. No, 13. Chapter 13, verse 13. And he doth great wonders, so that he maketh fire come down from heaven on the earth and in the sight of men and deceiveth them that dwell on the earth by means of those miracles which he had power to do in the sight of the beast, saying to them that dwell on the earth, that they should make an image to the beast which had the wound by a sword and did live. And he had power to give life unto the image of the beast, that the image of the beast should both speak and cause that as many as would not worship the image of the beast should be killed. And he causeth all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and bond, to receive a mark on their right hand or in their foreheads. And that no man might buy or sell, save he that had the mark, or the name of the beast, or the number of his name. Here is wisdom, let him that hath understanding count the number of the beast, for it is the number of a man and his number is six hundred and threescore and six. And my uh, motivation was from reading uh, chapter 14, the next chapter today. But um, I'll just mention some of the things that I've gotten out of chapter 13. It's about the beast and as far as I know, the beast in our everyday life today is in the form of the system that we live under. And uh, if you worship the system, that means you bow down to it. And whatever form that takes for you, if you put the system ahead of your belief in Jesus and don't follow Jesus's commands, then you're in trouble. I'll read chapter 14 now. And I looked, and lo, a lamb stood on the Mount Zion, and with him a 144,000, having his father's name written on their foreheads. And I heard a voice from heaven, as the voice of many waters, and as the voice of a great thunder. And I heard the voice of harpers, playing with their harps. And they sung as it were a new song before the throne and before the four beasts and the elders. And no man could learn that song but the 144,000, which were redeemed from the earth. These are they which were not defiled with women, for they are virgins, And what I think that really refers to is that they weren't idolaters. They didn't, they followed Jesus instead of the worldly way. And then it carries on and says, These are they which follow the Lamb whithersoever he goeth. These were redeemed from among men, being the first fruits unto God and to the Lamb. 
and in their mouth was found no guile, for they are without fault before the throne of God. And I saw another angel fly in the midst of heaven, having the everlasting gospel to preach unto them that dwell on the earth, and to every nation and kindred and tongue and people, saying with a loud voice, Fear God, and give glory to him, for the hour of his judgment is come, and worship him that made heaven and earth and the sea and the fountains of water. And there followed another angel saying, Babylon is fallen, is fallen, the great city, because she made all nations drink of the wine of the wrath of her fornication. And the third angel followed them, saying with a loud voice, If any man worship the beast and his image and receive his mark in his forehead or in his hand, the same shall drink of the wine of the wrath of God, which is poured out without mixture into the cup of his indignation, and he shall be tormented with fire and brimstone in the presence of the holy angels and the presence of the Lamb. And the smoke of their torment ascendeth up forever and ever, and they have no rest day or night, who worship the beast and his image, and whosoever receiveth the mark of his name. Here is the patience of the saints. Here are they that keep the commandments of God and the faith of Jesus. And I heard a voice from heaven saying unto the, to me, Write, Blessed are the dead which die in the Lord from henceforth. Yea, saith the Spirit, that they may rest from their labors, and their works do follow them. And I looked, and behold, a white cloud, and upon the cloud one sat like unto the Son of Man, having in, on his hand a golden crown, on his head a golden crown, and in his hand a sharp sickle. And another angel came out of the temple, crying with a loud voice to him that sat on the cloud, Thrust thy sickle and reap, for the time is come for thee to reap, for the harvest of the earth is ripe. And he that sat on the cloud thrust his sickle on the earth, and the earth was reaped. And another angel came out of the temple, which is in heaven, he also having a sharp sickle. And another angel came out from the altar, which had power over fire, and cried with a loud cry to him that had the heart, sharp sickle saying, Thrust in thy sharp sickle, and gather the clusters of the vine of the earth, for her grapes are fully ripe. And the angel thrust in his sickle into the earth, and gathered the wine, the vine of the earth, and cast it into the great winepress of the wrath of God. And the winepress was trodden, Without the city, and blood came out of the winepress, even unto the horse bridles, by the space of a thousand and six hundred furlongs. And that's a large area full of blood up to the bridle of a horse, up to its neck. There is the wrath of God coming. But the good news is that 
if you have a relationship with Jesus and are sanctified by his blood and do his will, then you won't be exposed to the same torment as these people. You will be either taken out in the rapture if that happens, or you will be mercifully killed by having your head chopped off in a guillotine, or God will just help you through it. I know God is faithful. I know God loves us. I've seen proof of his love and faithfulness all my life, and I'm 66 years old now, and God has preserved my life through thick and thin, through all types of trouble, through torment, torment and all sorts of tribulation. God has preserved my soul, and Jesus restores our soul. Like the 23rd Psalm says, He restores our soul. And it's all about our soul. Jesus wants to preserve us in our souls. Our body is just the flesh, just the vehicle that carries us around on this earth. It will pass away. But our soul is what Jesus is trying to preserve and save. And you can clue into that by reading your Bible, and by trusting God and praying to Him. And you can repent any day of the week. You can go on your knees before God, humble yourself before Him, and confess your sin to Jesus, and He will forgive you. He is loving, gentle, humble, and kind. He is not a monster like some people like to think of God as being wicked. God is not. God is faithful and loving. God has mercy on us every day that he gives us is a gracious, merciful day in his kingdom when you are belonging to him. Praise the Lord. God is always faithful. And he never changes. And he is faithful to his word. When you use his word in a fight, a spiritual or mental fight, God stands by his word and there is power in it. Trust him. Like it says in Proverbs 3, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not to your own understanding. In everything acknowledge him and he will direct your paths. Trust in him. Ask him for wisdom and discernment, and he will give it to you. Thank you for listening. Always let the Holy Spirit guide you, and just plead with Jesus to help you. Cry out to him, and he will hear you. Be blessed. Bye for now.